Kaylin Wellman Adventures, and welcome to the Audio Armory, an exploration of weaponry through the ages. I am your local bard, Emily Cardamus. And I'm your local blacksmith, Liz Belts. Liz, uh, we're going to go behind the scenes a little bit today, in today's opening, <laughs> um, in that we are u- using our literal phones uh, <laughs> in order to make this episode, because every single software, every single call software we tried to use... Uh, failed miserably on us, and so we had to pull out our phones and call each other uh, in order to make this podcast a reality today. I just want you, the listener, to know the lengths that we're going to in order to get you some quality content about weapons and stuff. Heck yeah. And I also want you all to have this vision of me, since my phone is dying, glued to my wall. Mm Mm-hmm. And having my uh, having my microphone on top of a flipped over laundry basket. We're high tech because, over here because this is the standards that I have right now. Yeah, this is this is what you're getting from only the best from the audio armory <laughs> this week. Um, and and we had this whole opening bit that was really good, and I talked about my great weekend in the Poconos, but you're not going to get that this time, because now the opening bit is about our poor production quality. Um, Yay! But thank you for listening to our Laundry Basket, or Laundry Basket Mic Stand podcast this week. Uh, and Liz, why don't, why don't you tell the fine folks at home what we're talking about this week? Well, this week we'll be talking about spears, guys' arms, and bard itches. Bard itches. Hmm. That's when you're a bard and you, you are you put itchy? Too much, you put too much starch in your cool bard outfit, and then it's like, oh, that's uncomfortable. You gotta scratch it. Yeah, you scratch it with the guy's arm. Mm-hmm. You just tear off some dude's arm, and then you just use it. Yeah. Or you just ask, like, hey, guy, can you scratch my back? You don't yeah, have to I... resort to violence every time. What? I know. I know it's a foreign concept to you, my good friend. But, but it's true. But then what do you do? You just are nice. What is this nice? I wish more people knew. Ow. <laughs> Ooh, that one stung a little. <laughs> um, so why don't you why don't you give us the deets? Well, as pretty much everybody knows, uh what a spear is and how it's used. I don't I'll know res- what it is. I'm, okay, I do know what a spear is. Emily, go home. I'm already at home. No, go home home. Go to your barrel. Aw, okay, fine. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye, Bye. Emily. This is going to do the podcast without me. Hello, welcome to Audio Armory, an exploration of weaponry through the ages. I am your local... Yes! And... <laughs> Anywho, um, spears are primarily used as thrusting weapons. Uh, some were used, but most aren't uh, used for throwing because when you throw your weapon, you don't have a weapon, and then you're dead. Because... Unless you, unless the game you're playing is how quickly can you get rid of your weapon, in which case spears win every time. Yeah, when you throw I them. Mean... Yeah, or unless you have, like, a knife, because then you can just drop it. Like, right. oops. I, okay, I guess in theory you could drop every weapon. Oh, yeah, I'd be like, oops, uh, yeah, uh, hold on. But, anywho, um, 
because because of the fact that spears tended to be more thrusting and less of a just lug it as far as you can um a lot of them developed some type of a stopper over time so that the spear could be removed faster and they wouldn't end up getting themselves injured like their fallen foe. Um, these stoppers normally take on a winged appearance protruding from the base of the spearhead. Uh, these wings would also be used to parry in combat, giving them a nice multi-purpose function. So these are, these are basically for like, so you don't, you don't lose your spear in a, in a guy but also, yeah. it's kind of a bummer, because it means that you can't stab multiple people, like, through your spear, because it would get through the first guy, and then you'd, like, stop. And it's like, oh, well, I yeah. guess I can't stab the guy behind you. I gotta get my spear out. Yeah, but then you get to do the, like, really cool kick thing, where you just get to kick the spear out of them, True. and then you get you to get to the like, person behind them. them. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I mean, no, you can't, like, make a shish kebab of your enemies, but... You get to at least do this really cool kick maneuver. Mm -hmm. You get to look cool. Exactly. Um, let's see. Spearhead shapes themselves took on a few different basic shapes as well uh, that would give advantages in certain situations. Spears that had shorter heads were ideal for quick, more shallow penetration. Basically, stab one and done. Mm -hmm. Emily? Yep. No, keep going. <laughs> I don't have anything to add. Uh-huh. Most, however, tended to be longer to allow for deep penetration, which you was did that one on purpose. Because <laughs> I knew where you were going. Well, it was obvious. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, wink, walk. Look, I know it's the low apples on the tree or whatever, but sometimes the bottom apples of the tree are really good, so... Exactly. And it doesn't take much if we have a guy's arm that we'll be talking about soon, too. Mm-hmm. You just use that to stab the apple, or flop it towards the apple if it's a little Firmly long. grasp it. Firmly grasp it! That, that was the joke, thank you. Yes. That was I our just... one obligated uh, Spongebob reference, and if we do mm -hmm. any more, we're going to have to pay a licensing fee, so you can't yeah. say any more. Uh-oh. Okay. Darn it. Look, our legal team has been hot on our, our trails. We have a legal team. Mm hmm It's, um, I have a stuffed animal of, uh, Kirby. He's our oh. legal team. Oh, good. Yeah. He's, he's the best. He's, uh, he doesn't say much, and I don't think he knows law, and I don't think he went to law school, but you know what? I would trust Kirby with my life, so. Ex exactly. Right. Uh. I would also trust Kirby with a spear. Yeah. Or sword, because he's mm -hmm. good at both of those. But we're talking about spears today. Yes, today's spears. Most, however, tended to be longer to allow for deep penetration, which was ideal when using a spear on horseback. Uh, even though there was variation in the width of the blade, depending on the target they were after. Uh, narrow blades would require more precision. Due to their thinness, they couldn't. They could easily snap if they hit steel armor. Ooh. But they could easily break through chainmail if you hit in between the gaps of the plating which left some like severely devastating blows um, wider blades often were built with a long ridge down the center to give it more strength uh, mainly because these were then used to not just penetrate chainmail but also steel plated armor so 
it's uh, like imagine a doorstop wedge just going right through you well yeah and then plus that i mean if you're saying a lot of these are being used on horseback it's it's not only the added velocity like you're going even faster than your what your arm strength could probably propel it at in a thrust like you're on a horse and so this the, the spear is going as fast as the horse is going yeah so like how much horsepower does that spear have uh, it has one. It has all, It has a single horsepower. <laughs> a single horsepower. Um, Plus my that, arm. And that horse will kill you. Oh, yes. And the spear, yes, it will. too. But the horse also has a terrible uh, murder plot. Yeah. Ready. I mean, it's... It's it's actually very sad. I mean, he was... He used to be such, such a good horse. He lost his family in the war. Yeah. Now he's out for Sucks. revenge. I would have sang some sweet revenge music, but I don't know any. War Horse, the true story. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I knew it could be. Of course, a horse. Even how the spearheads were attached serve a pur- served a purpose. Uh, most spears were built with what is called a tapering socket. Uh, essentially, the base of the spearhead had a tapered hollow tubing that would slide onto... Uh, the wooden piece of the spear. Though it's easy to attach, it wasn't the strongest attachment. Uh, because, hey-ho, you could easily just be like, snap. Oh, there it goes. Right. Easy to attach is both good and bad, because it also means easy to detach. Yeah. So it's like, unless you want to basically fight with a broomstick, mm-hmm. I mean, have at it. <laughs> or a quarter staff, you know? Yeah, well... want to be a monk? Yeah, cool... I guess, because it would be about six feet. Anyways, uh, some spears, though, would take on a similar attachment to halberds and used uh, riveted langets, which, as a refresher, um, is when the spear has two long strips of steel that then are riveted to each side of the pole, basically making a steel sandwich of death with a splintery wood filling. Right, right. Moving on from the spears, we have Guy's Arms! And that's not actually some random Guy's Arm. Uh, It's a rather terrifying hybrid polearm. It fuses a farmer's sickle with some really odd growth-like small hook that then has a growth of its own, which is like a thin needle that just, just whoosh into space. Um, I want to look this up, but I don't know how to spell it. That's not just Guy's arm. It's, for those who want to look at it, it's G-U-I-S-A-R-M-E-S. But for those who are too lazy to look it up, I, l- allow oh. me to kind yeah, allow it's me like to kind of- It's a banana. Yeah, it's like a, it's a devil banana. That is exactly what it is. It's a devil banana. Actually, no. It's like it's like you took a spear and then it's literally you took a spear and you started to peel part of it and then you're like, oh, I'm not hungry right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I would, but I really still, thought like, I was going to eat this spear. Yeah, yeah. And for those again, for those who are a little too lazy to look look it up um, and are confused by the banana spear, um, the best way I can describe it is you have a large curved sickle blade. Uh, normally reserved for lopping plants and weeds, um, but in its battle case was used to lop off human as well as horse appendages. Mm-hmm. Um, and from 
this from this curve probably just before it starts to make its rather large curve there is uh, a parrying hook that comes off of it uh, perpendic perpendicularly perpen yes yeah. i had to, i had to you do had the it. things with my hands no nope, um, you had it yep you're good the parrying hook which is pretty self-explanatory um was used to you know do a little bit more intricate fighting on foot um, right. versus trying to fight somebody on horseback because that's not going to matter. You have a giant horse charging at you. You're not going to want to parry it with a little tiny hook. That's yeah, not how... when, you're, when you're on the horseback, it's less about... I feel like it's probably less about deflecting and more about just ramming the Go. other person with your weapon and potentially your horse. Yeah, it's basically a, here's a stick... Now go. Yeah. Like, Be you free. might as well just sharpen a piece of wood at that point, but... Yeah, well, it's, then it breaks, and then you have to get another piece of wood. Well, right. But that's what... That was the origin of all these things were, was just sharp piece of wood. Yeah. So then someone but... was like, let's put metal on it. Mm-hmm. And this one has a very threatening piece of metal that's uh, in its pointy fashion. Um, mm-hmm. It's... Envision a needle point that basically comes off of the hook so it's like a c it's like it looks like a seam ripper that comes off of like the big thing yeah it's envisioned like a weird kind of h shape mm-hmm. or better yet a cursive lowercase r yeah it's like half of an h or a cur- e- or an r or like yeah. a cursive r yeah yeah that's the best way to describe it which it's a very bizarre shape it seems extremely impractical if you were to use it frequently but it's still terrifying and threatening Mm -hmm. and i would not want to get anywhere near it um this point was mostly used in combat with somebody else on foot uh so you weren't it wasn't you versus horse it was you versus other person right Um, right because at that point then you could use uh parrying uh you could dodge easier because when you try and use uh the other end that's hooked to slice it's your motions are going to be slower and you're going to leave yourself wide open to mm-hmm. being poked many times to death. I don't mean to completely derail the conversation but I googled what this thing looks like so that I could just kind of get an idea of it and I found a big chart mm-hmm. of a bunch of different spears and I'm sure we'll talk about more of these later on but there's mm-hmm. one of them that's called a bohemian ear spoon what? <laughs> The spear. It's called a bohemian ear spoon. Okay, well, you know what I'm doing right now? <laughs> gonna go- Welcome to everyone uh, in the podcast <laughs> Google's weird things. No, not Bohemian Rhapsody. Ear. Anyway the wind blows. <laughs> That's oh, come a contractually on. obligated uh, 10 seconds of Queen. Exactly. Come on. Give me the weird spear. It doesn't look weird. It just oh, like, has a weird name. Yeah. No, that actually looks pretty cool. So we'll talk about that not now, though. Yeah. No, not now. This is a this is a later date. We're gonna talk about the next thing. The next thing, which, which is a bardiche. Yes. Which I also have a picture of in front of my face. Yay! Um, this one. Now I don't want to steal your thunder. Uh, yes. But this one, I would say, just kind of looks like. A very long axe. 
Yeah, that's the best way to describe it. It is a long axe on a long stick for long swings. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's really no other way to describe it. Um, It's a crescent-shaped blade, kind of kind of resembles that of a boliva axe but not as refined it is literally just here's a half a circle go where is Um, this from uh it's mostly german okay i was gonna uh it tends it's it's german and then like that kind of area of europe it doesn't go too terribly far, mainly because this weapon was ridiculously heavy. Um, okay. Like, it was twice the weight of a normal spear. Is it just because the blade part or the, the top part of it was so big? Yeah, the oh. the spearhead was just so bulky and heavy. That, that would make sense. You put a big, massive chunk of metal on the, bo- on the top of a stick, it's going to be heavy there. Yeah, and I mean, it was made even heavier because it had to have uh, the langets Mm -hmm. that went down so that it wouldn't just break the pole in half. I see. Um, It had to distribute the weight a little bit more evenly, which, I mean, the weight, the sheer awkwardness of it made it extremely hard for people to use. Very few people were masters of this weapon. Hmm. So it didn't last terribly long. Uh, battle-wise, it became ceremonial pretty fast. Okay. Um, in the grand scheme of things. I mean, it took a couple centuries, but in the grand scheme of things, it was not long. Right. Uh, but it was basically made to hack uh, anything in its path. So it would take out horses, um, like anything like any kind of obstacles. Sometimes they were used to actually take down trees and other things that might have been in their way. Mm. But it was less of an actual weapon and I feel more of a tool, just like a get things out of the way. (laughs) It definitely looks like, the fact that you said like, oh, taking out horses, it's like, oh, that would be absolutely devastating. Like, here, a horse, I just have a big old uh, crescent of sharpened metal. Let's dance. Like, yeah, it's basically like I'm sure during this time, rabbit's feet were weren't nearly as lucky as having a whole horse leg. Mm-hmm. Uh, because guess what? You could have a whole a whole horse leg if you wanted with this thing. Yeah, it is that crazy ridiculous. You could have a leg of the anime character character whole horse from JoJo's <laughs> Bizarre Adventure. But yeah, for the most part. That's just like a quick summary of these three different kinds of spears, pole arms. So you got you got your you got your sort of traditional spear. You got this traditional stabby spear. You mm-hmm. have your big ol' hacky slash bardich, and then you have the guy's arm, which is just sort of a weird hook thing. Yeah, it's like a sickle with uh, added attachments. Mm-hmm. Bonus features. There you go. Extra content. Now, do you have a blacksmith's tip of the week? Because I have something that I think would be a good, fun thing. Go go do fun thing, because I was going to do, like, motivational speaker thing. Okay, well, here's a good, fun thing. Um, and this is your bard's tip of the week. And your bard's tip of the week is drink water. And <laughs> um, also, 
Also, what? it's it's two part, right? It's drink water and it's have awesome finesse, which I apparently have. Um, so I was at Max von Kahn's last weekend, uh, which was an amazing time. I got to see some old friends. I got to meet a bunch of really new, cool new people. Um, got to talk to like really awesome, cool people. Um, but uh, Saturday night was the dance party and I drank liberally because, you know, it was a, it was a, a thing I needed to like, just like, not that I, I didn't need to drink, but like I needed the, a cool, relaxed, chill time. And I made a decision to drink a little bit more than I normally do. <laughs> um, and someone at one point, I think, I think this was my second drink, um, maybe my third, I'm not quite sure. They knocked into me on the dance floor and they knocked into the glass and three, like, like, like three to five ice cubes shot out of the glass. And then I caught the glass and all of the liquid was fine in the glass. The only thing that came out were those like five ice cubes. It was an absolute miracle. Drunk Emily has so much skill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I, was, I was tipsy, Emily. I wasn't drunk yet. Oh, um, okay. I didn't really get quite drunk, but you know, just just liberally, you know, I was tipsy. Um, and then and then the other the second part of that, which is drink water, and it's just it's just drink water. Drink water is always applicable, no matter what situation you're in, but especially if you drink a lot. Drink water yeah. too. What water is good. Water mm-hmm. helps you. You know, stay hydrated. Stay hydrated. Keeps you, keeps you healthy. No which, matter what, just drink water. Drink water when you're drowning. Don't drink so much water that you you drink, like, too much water. Don't do that. Like, that but you drink like, so much that you just go... <laughs> you can literally drown if you drink too much water. That's what drowning is. If you just... Well, I feel like if you're on purposeful... Like, purposefully drinking water, I feel like you just hurl it first. No. No? Mm-mm. Huh. Yeah, it's bad. Um, anyway, that's been our show, The Audio Armory, uh, <laughs> with some <laughs> fun PSAs right there at the end. Uh, I would like to thank Samantha Hogan for our intro and outro music. You can find her work at samanthahogan.com, and you can find her at Twitter at shogan underscore composer. You can find us on Twitter. The show is at Audio Armory Cast. I am at Corrupted Gem. Liz is at Liz Belt. That's Liz with two Zs. Um, we have an email. You can email questions, comments, concerns. Uh, that is audioarmorycast at gmail.com. You can also, if you have like suggestions for topics, uh, you can just tweet at us. That's Audio Armory Cast again. Um, I think that's it. Am I missing anything, Liz? Not that I'm aware of. I think we're good. Awesome. Then until next time, I have been and always will be your illustrious bard, Emily Cardamus. And I will forever and always be your local blacksmith, Litzbelts. And don't throw rocks at birds. Don't throw rocks at birds and our guys' arms. Mm -hmm.